Good evening and welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. Got a great hour of bike talk lined up for you this evening. We've got Devin Olson from Minneapolis Bike Parks in studio with us. We're going to have a lot of conversation about stuff going on in the parks and recreation system in Minneapolis and really around the world. So, Devin, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. I'm yeah. excited. Good. It's it's fun to have you in st- in studio. We're excited to learn a little bit more about what you've got going on with Minneapolis Bike Parks. Um, before we get get into that, though, we always do a little bit of velodrome news, uh, so we kind of get everybody updated on what's happening in the world of track racing. Um, and it's been a big week. Uh, Peter Moore, uh, who learned to ride here in the junior program at the National Sports Center Velodrome, just took tenth in the world in the International Omnium at Junior World Championships uh, over in Germany this last week. So uh, big props to Peter for his work over there. And uh, Megan Jastrob, another uh, American who is actually a member of the Rally UHC pro cycling team uh, that's based here out of the Twin Cities, uh, won two world championships. Uh, She won the Madison with her partner as well on just, I think, yesterday, in fact, yesterday or Saturday. So anyway, lots of great stuff happening on the international front from riders who are uh, based or race with teams locally. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, We also have Masters National Championships coming up in California on the 27th of August, and those will run through September 1st, and we'll definitely have a few riders from the metro area here participating in those uh, national championship games. So lots of fun stuff going on. But, uh, Devin, let's talk a little bit about getting kids on bikes. Yeah, perfect. Got some fun things going on there. Tell me a little bit about uh, Minneapolis Bike Parks and what your what your sort of ambitions are for the group. Yeah, great. So um, Minneapolis Bike Parks has been around since about the fall of 2017, uh, and it, it, it really started just by, uh, by accident, really. Um, I've got uh, two young daughters, and we love... I've always loved mountain biking. I've grown up on bikes, um, but uh, riding out at Lebanon Hills or Theoworth, uh, it takes a while to get there. You got to pack everything up, and then um, you, you know you've got to be on shared trails with people that want to go much faster. Um, we've had very positive experiences at all the places we've ridden, where um, bikers are so kind and courteous. But um, when you're with a young child and they have to pull over every <laughs> 15, 20 yards, 30 yeah. yards because there's faster riders approaching from the back. It just doesn't leave a, a great experience with them. So um, it was kind of one of those things where I, I'd been talking with my brother about this a little bit. He lives down in La Crosse, is kind of doing something similar. And uh, um, it just kind of stemmed from there. And, and uh, it happened to, I happened to run into a couple other, or another parent at a PTA meeting for school. And mm-hmm. we started talking about, you know, wouldn't it be cool if there was something like the Lebanon Hills Park, uh, Lebanon Hills, the Skills Park yeah. um, in Minneapolis, where, you know, you wouldn't have to drive 20, 25 minutes. You could just, Take a bike ride 10 minutes from home. Mm-hmm. Go do some hot laps. Um, whether you as an adult do it as well, or if it's just the ch- just the kids. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where it, that's kind of where it got started. Mm-hmm. I reached out to the park board initially to just basically ask if I could, you know, is it is it all right if I just kind of do some stuff on this really far south park in Minneapolis called Solomon Park? There's really not a whole lot going on there, and um, they directed me to the master planning um, projects that are that are going on right now, and mm-hmm. so. That's kind of where it all got its start. That's fantastic. And so what are, what are your hopes? I mean, what are your yeah. goals for the organization? Yep. So um, like I said, when it, when it first started, it was really it was really all about me and my daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, very quickly, very early on, I, uh, I, I made a couple posts on some Facebook pages and some Facebook groups asking if this is something that would be of interest of, mm-hmm. to anyone else in Minneapolis or the St. Paul area. And the response was an overwhelming, yes, like we need something like this. It's over. <laughs> we're long overdue. And so... Um, it, it really kind of turned into something that, that we realized that it was not just a South Minneapolis thing. It's mm-hmm. not just a Southwest Minneapolis thing. It's not just a North Minneapolis thing. It's, it's something that kids across the city can benefit from. Um, as I've been involved in this, I've, I've learned really a lot about the bicycle uh, uh, community in mm-hmm. Minneapolis, and it blows my mind. It is absolutely amazing. I, it, like, it's one thing to bike and just kind of be in Minneapolis biking, but when you find out, like, who is involved mm-hmm. and how they make it happen and all of the volunteer time and passion that's out there. It's just, it's just really something that's amazing. And so um, our goal is to have um, probably between 15 and 20 um, bike parks um, wow. across the city. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll get there. Um, we're well on our way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, the, the skate community has done a fantastic job of, of organizing and, and kind of 
um, being out, being a few years ahead of us. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of the infrastructure that's going to be built now um, will likely be kind of all wheel mm -hmm. um, facilities that uh, bike and skate and roller skate and scooter wow. um, can all leverage. Um, I should comment real quick. I'm not a member. I'm not a, a park board employee. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of the comments I'm making are, are ideas and suggestions that, sure. that we've brought forward to the park board. I just want to make sure that sure. I'm not speaking on behalf of the park board. And yep. um, so I just want to make sure that that's, yep. that that's clear. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about what the organization is. Who are you and yep. how are you organized? And yeah, yeah, we 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 are a scrappy, a, a small group of scrappy, passionate <laughs> individuals that uh, just want to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got some traction. We've got some momentum. And so that makes it a little bit easier. Uh, I guess we, we never talked about titles or anything, but uh, it was an idea that kind of stemmed from a few conversations that I had had. Mm -hmm. um, I've got another uh, uh, partner in crime, Michael Mike Torres, um, uh, and then uh, Seth Nesselhoff from mm -hmm. QBP. Oh, yeah. Are, um, the three of us are kind of like the mainstays, and then we've had uh, some folks kind of float in and, and, and out um, as time permits. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that it, it, it takes a lot of time sure. uh, when I... I, I, I try not to sit back and think about how much time I put into it. Uh, but every once in a while I slip into that, into that, that mode. Um, but I try to get out of it as quick as I can, but it, it takes up time. And, um, you know, now that we're starting to see bike parks in the master plans, mm -hmm. um, we're really hoping to kind of get more formalized. Um, but right now it's just, it's, it's small because mm -hmm. it works like that. Mm -hmm. Um, if I have time between 10 a 10 PM and midnight on a Tuesday night, yeah. And I have time to get stuff done. That's that's when it gets done. Um, we meet on occasion to kind of hash out some bigger things. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we really want to kind of now that we're kind of gaining some momentum and, and making some making some headway, we want to kind of formalize things a little bit. I don't know if we'll for, we'll form a nonprofit five hundred one c three, but um, we've got the, the the support of people for parks um, as a fiscal sponsor sponsor. So um, as we start looking at um, generating. Um, some some additional dollars to really mm -hmm. help these things progress. Um, we've got we've got a partnership and support from from that organization. That's great. So obviously advocacy is a big part of it, helping yeah. get the word out, telling the story. What other things do you guys do as an organization? Yep. So um, this year, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of back up a little bit. Like I said, we're we're small, we're nimble. Mm -hmm. uh, we try to be as agile as possible. And um, what we've done in the past is really taking advantage of some of the uh, open streets events mm -hmm. that have been out there to really kind of help formalize and help people kind of get a concept of like, what is a bike park? Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and so through last year, we did about six or seven of those events, both through open streets and through the park board, mm -hmm. uh, some pop-up events. Yep. Um, just using some small features that we built. Sure. Um, and uh, this year we were fortunate enough to, to kind of make a significant headway on a pilot project that's at Lake Nokomis regional mm -hmm. park. And it has been amazing. Um, I live pretty close to the to the area, and so a couple nights a week, you know, just on a family bike ride, whether mm -hmm. we bike up to the park or I'm biking past in the creek, there is people there all the time. Yeah, it's amazing. I live not far from there too, and yep. and when I'm there in the when I drive by in the evening or ride by, in, usually in the evening or during the weekend, it's never not had people on it. Yep, it's great. Yep. It's really fun. Yep, it's 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 fantastic, and and um, you know. A, a lot of times we look at it and we say, oh, it's really small. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of experienced riders will look at it and they'll say, that's not for me. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, because there's far more people that don't ride a bike that want to ride a bike yeah. than those who think they're too good for, you know, certain types of events mm -hmm. or certain types of uh, uh, facilities. Infrastructure yeah. facilities. Yeah. Um, but they really aren't. It's, it's what we make of it. And, um, you know, it's, it's just great. Uh, last weekend, my brother was in town and he decided he'd try to double up one of the uh, one of the doubles that are there, and, mm -hmm. and he did, and um, you know, and so he's a, he's a really good rider, but he but he still has a lot of fun there, right? Um, and so you can hashtag send it, bro, right? Ex yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but it's just really fascinating to see um, more. It's 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 interesting to see the people who are not bikers, mm -hmm. who don't, don't come from biking families, go there and ride and ride and ride and ride, and you talk to these parents and you ask, you know, do you come here often, or you know. And the response is, yep, we're here three nights a week. We spend 45 <laughs> minutes. Like, you know, it's, wow. just, it's just so cool to see that. And, you know, yeah. and you, you see the parents and they're on, you know, they're, they're not on, you know, 
really expensive road right. bikes, on department bikes, store bikes, or yep, whatever, yep, used or, bikes. or the bikes that they yep. had when they were in, in yeah. high school, or you know whatever it may be. And so, and who is the audience for the for the program? I mean, who do you th- yep. who are you targeting yep. with the infrastructure? Yep, the primary target is is really our, our youngest population, mm-hmm. um, and then um, other parts of the population that just may not have access to mm-hmm. uh, the, the the trailheads, getting out to Theoworth, Lebanon Hills, and and to be totally honest, that stuff scares the but Jesus, out of a lot of people, mm-hmm. when you say mountain biking, you know, they immediately think of Red Bull Rampage. They, right. they immediately think of the most aggressive type style of riding that you sure. could possibly think of. And so um, the, the target that we've got is right now it's it's the it's the youngest riders um, who are most inexperienced and who um, come from families that are either bike families or not bike families. But as we see this infrastructure grow, mm-hmm. it's just like anything. We, you, you, we can't just come out here and plop a, you know, a, 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 a huge pump track that's got uh, you know, yeah. that's 10 foot high daunting ramps and, and intimidating yeah, right. for, for all the riders. Um, so it's really something that we're looking to scale up and, um, and really allow people to start mm-hmm. to kind of get a feel for what it is yeah. and the, the value and the benefit that it brings, um, both to the park board, to the residents and, um, and really to, to the rest of the communities around mm-hmm. Minnesota and the upper Midwest. You've mentioned, uh, the Lebanon Hill skills park a couple yep. of times. What other models have you looked at as you started to think about what these facilities could be? Yep. So uh, Plymouth has like a, it's a compo- it's a composite pump track. Mm-hmm. It's about three or four feet wide, mm-hmm. uh, and it's pretty small. It probably fits on like maybe a half court basketball court. Wow! Um, but it's pretty cool, uh, and it's it's basically a, a pump track. For those of you that don't know, it's a it's a, a track made of dirt. Uh, in this case, it's like a resin kind of mm-hmm. a composite material or asphalt. And riders typically um, don't pedal at all when mm-hmm. they're on the course. They just use body motion and, and movement to kind of keep and. Uh, generate and, and, and build speed. Uh, and so one of the glories of that pump track, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here, is it eliminates that uh, the need for high-end components, mm-hmm. suspension, right. gears, right. like really any of those things. <laughs> you don't even don't, need a chain, really. No, no. It, <laughs> it, and they're actually to a disadvantage on most pump tracks. And so <laughs> as we start to look at that, um, you know, when you look at riders, pro mountain bike riders or, mm-hmm. or very skilled road riders, a lot of them have a BMX background, right? And it's that background that gives them the confidence that they need. Absolutely. Whether it's in, I've never ridden at the Velodrome or yep. raced at the Velodrome, but yep. I've seen enough pictures and videos. It's it's amazing. Um, but all types of riding, you know, you're close, you're you're compact. There's right. technical sections, and when you're good and skilled on a bike, um, it makes it makes a world of difference. Yeah. Um, even even shying a little bit away from the racing aspect of it. Um, you know, if we're biking in the community mm-hmm. and you encounter a pothole or yep. a door opens Absolutely. or a car in front of you stops, yeah. having that confidence and the skill on the bike to slow down without getting off your bike yeah. or to stop without swerving into traffic, mm-hmm. uh, I think all those things are very beneficial and valuable to, to our riders as we start to kind of give them spaces to play yeah. and learn on their bikes. Mm-hmm. And so you've talked a little bit about what a bike park is. Yep. Kind of explain what this prototype that you have uh, at, at Nokomis yep. is what's what's included in it. Yep, yep. So uh, this park, I would I would kind of classify this these features as kind of like a skills park, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically we've, we've utilized the old tennis court. It's about a it's a three bank tennis court, uh, and the surface was just peeling up. There's mm-hmm. grass running through it, and so um, from a tennis perspective, it's you know it's got blown knees and sprained ankles written all over yep. it, um, and so. We've got three banks, uh, three tennis courts, uh, and we've got, uh, I think, five features that range in everything from like a double roller, uh, mm-hmm. if you kind of imagine like a... It's like a, a camel's hump, ca- kind a, of? A two-hump camel hump, yep. whatever you yep. want to call it. Yep. Uh, and then a, a, a snake ladder. It's about mm-hmm. 54 feet, and it's got uh, three or four uh, big bends in it. Hmm. Uh, and then we've got like just a straight ladder that's about two feet wide, and it's about 15 or 20 feet long. And then just a couple other features that um, are a little wider, mm-hmm. uh, and they're really geared towards uh, the, the. We see the people that love those are kids on like Hot Wheels or training wheels sure. or Striders. Yeah, um, they're wide enough where there's really limited risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids, once they get to the top of it, you know, you see them kind of climbing to the top, and then they sit on their bike and they roll down the next side. <laughs> um, and so uh, it's got about seven features. Um, they're all under 12 inches high. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool. You know, I, I go out there when my kids are riding and I, I work on wheelies and manuals and, you know, bunny hops and whatever else, track stands. That's um, you great. Know, all those other yeah. things that you kind of encounter um, when you're out on the trail. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the ideal uh, benefit is to expose kids in that environment to something mm-hmm. that they would see um, 
out on a ride. Yeah. Right? Again, whether it's a mountain bike ride or wh- whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we just rode the old section of Theoworth recently, and uh, there's a, a, a snake ladder that goes over like this marshy low area. Yep. And my daughter didn't even think twice about about going over it. She's like, Dad, I've ridden this mm-hmm. 50 times at the bike park. Yeah, I'm right. Just gonna just gonna hit it and go. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. How did you determine the location? I mean, how did you yeah. choose that particular tennis court? Yep. So, um, like I said, I, I live in that corner of the city. Yep. Um, and so we wanted something that was close to home, um, uh, not just for my use, but for, um, you know, we've got programming that's happening down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, you know, it, it's just, it's it's convenient and it's easy for a lot of people. Yep. Uh, South Minneapolis is, is home to a, an enormous amount of bikers uh, and, and cycling families. Uh, and so what we really did is we wanted to look at and identify a place uh, in that corner of the city that had um, existing infrastructure mm-hmm. that we could leverage. And um, the, the things that we ultimately ended up looking at were, you know, a tennis court size place yep. um, that had, um, you know, it's, it's a hard surface. Mm-hmm. It's something that we can we could just put these features on top sure. of. And that tennis court that's on the top of the hill by Lake Nokomis um, was just ideal. Um, it's at the confluence of. Uh, the Minnehaha Creek Regional Trail, mm-hmm. uh, Lake Nokomis, the, the lake itself, uh, a rec center, uh, a playground, uh, a brand new playground that, that kids love, uh, a basketball court. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another set of tennis courts that are still usable on the other side of the road. And so it was just, and it's, it's visible from the road. Yeah. And so uh, it's got high visibility, both by traffic people and um, from cyclists. Mm-hmm. And it just really turned out to be the ideal location. That's great. Um, one of the things that we kind of piggyback on piggybacked on for this for this summer was a girls bike adventure program and so by having this facility next to the rec center we were able to leverage um the rec center and the park board to assist with uh the i don't know if it's the first ever but it's it's one of the first uh bicycle programs through the minneapolis park board and so did you develop the girls adventure program yourselves is that part of the minneapolis bike parks program yep we had a lot of influence um with it um uh I can't say that that we did it all of our, all ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a huge we had a huge support from uh, the park board, mm-hmm. and then um, there are a total of nine volunteers that are helping. Call them leads, coaches, whatever you will. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they had a huge influence on what we were doing and kind of how we were working. There's a couple ladies that um, really spent a lot of time and effort um, looking at and focusing on um, how uh, and we how we could um, structure that programming mm-hmm. to be the most effective. And, sure. Uh, allow us to provide provide us with structure, but also allow us to kind of freelance mm-hmm. as we saw fit based on time and kids' That's motivation great. or n- lack of motivation. <laughs> but what kinds of things did you have to do to get approval for well for both the the pilot project and yep. the the program? Yep. So uh, I'll start with the pilot project. So a, a lot of conversations with the the master planning folks and the. Uh, the, the staff themselves, mm-hmm. uh, the rec center director that's there, uh, and um, uh, I can't remember the, the actual department name. But anyway, um, we just had to kind of work through them to let them know, you know, what we were looking at doing, what we were hoping to do, um, how we were going to, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so um, we were able to work with a few, uh, a few folks to, to generate some funds for the mm-hmm. program. And once we had permission from the park board to, to utilize that space, and um, we've kind of ran with it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, that location, I should mention in the master plan for Nokomis Regional Park is a tennis court. So the facility that we've got there now is temporary, mm-hmm. um, but with no end date in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of the master plans that happen, uh, there's the master plan and then there's the funding. And that funding takes anywhere from a year or two to five to yeah. eight years, 10 years down the road. Well, so, I know there's a lot of prioritization that goes into that based on when it was last re- redeveloped or redesigned and when, you know, what the community is like around it. I mean, there's a lot of variables yep, yep. that make those decisions. Yep. There absolutely is. So, um, once you got the approval, how long did it take yep. you to actually get the facility, uh, put together? Yep. So timing worked out really well. Um, we actually were on top of things and, and we're able to kind of get things going, um, very early in the spring. And so, um, once we got the, so we'd been working with the company that, that provided us with the ramps for mm-hmm. um, probably a, about a year. Um, we had hoped to do this the previous year, the 2018 riding season, um, but it just didn't work out. So we had, we had had some designs. We had had a lot of framework that was already existing and, and structured there. So we were able to basically just work through the company and, and um, 
ask if everything was still uh, legit and mm -hmm. uh, if we had a, if we were in alignment with what they were offering. Mm -hmm. And um, we were, and so um, it was a pretty quick move once we once we got forward, once we got the permission to move forward. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so you talked about the the rec center uh, manager, yep. uh, who's obviously a big advocate or is certainly assisting you. Who yep. who within the park? and rec infrastructure did you have to convince that this was a good idea sort of broadly yep um so the going kind of kind of jumping back a little bit little bit little bit as we've been working through it's called npp 20 mm -hmm. neighborhood uh uh neighborhood park programming yep. um i don't remember um uh for the 20-year plan mm -hmm. and um, um we've been engaged in every single master plan Wow. Uh, session that's happened across the city. So wow. North Minneapolis, Southeast Minneapolis, or uh, East of the river, uh, Northeast, I guess that's East of the river, mm -hmm. um, Southwest South North had side. been done a while ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so we need to kind of try to figure out a way to revisit those plans. But so through that engagement, I don't know, 15, 20 meetings that we'd been to over the mm -hmm. past couple of years, we really gained, built a rapport with the park board and through the, the, uh, pop-up events that we had done, mm -hmm. the park board really has really seen, the engagement from the community that's great that that it's there yeah and people want to see this mm -hmm. and so um it was just really working kind of through all angles of the park board mm -hmm. you know the rec center director the programming director for um the athletic uh the uh the youth athletics and um and then the facilities managers and mm -hmm. the maintenance crew to make sure that you know everything we were doing was all lined up and, mm -hmm. and ready to go and so have you had uh conversations with the park board about a long-term roadmap across the city or is it really focusing on that individual park plan process yep so the we we haven't had any um uh structured conversations about kind of so uh like a activity plan a bike mm -hmm. park activity plan um but what we've been doing is basically just been showing up and being involved mm -hmm. in all of those individual master planning process, sure. projects and and really understanding when the meetings are when you need, who needs to be there, mm -hmm. when we need to be there, um, how we need to be engaged, what public input needs to be involved. Um, because it really is a thorough process and it's, it's really time consuming mm -hmm. um, and it's really involved. Uh, there's a reason we have the best park system in the nation. Yeah. And it's because we've got an, there's an amazing staff um, and uh, board of commissioners that are working to make mm -hmm. it happen. Um, you know, I think like anything, whenever anyone's got a microscope on your job, there's, there's things that you know, everyone always has a better idea than than what was implemented. Sure. But um, I think it's just really amazing to see how well they operate and how engaged they've been with the pop with the with the community. Um, with that being said, I, 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 it's it's still it's hard. You know, yeah. we, we, we have a full time job, a couple full time jobs with, right. with you know my my spouse and um, two kids and sports and activities and school and everything else. You know, it leaves little time to yeah. to get to these planning sessions to mm -hmm. get to these things, but. Um, Do you have some people on the park board who are champion, championing you, what you're trying to accomplish? Y yep. There's, um, uh, I don't know, um, I don't know if, like, like if championing is the word, they're, they're definitely on board. Yeah, uh, and good. I think we've got their support as we move through mm -hmm. and we start to see, you know, we start to ask and the community starts to provide input on sure. having, um, uh, having bike parks in said locations. Right. Um, and so I think they're there, um, you know, rooting for us. But uh, again, a lot of it comes down to what the public input sure. is, yep. and uh, and how we engage with them that way. Have you guys been gathering public uh, input formally? I mean, have you been doing surveys or th anything like that to kind of get quantifiable information to the park board? Uh, we haven't um, outside of the master planning. Okay. So um, the park board through their master planning, one of the things that they're doing to accommodate to those busy families that yep. just can't make it to these events. Um, is they've done a great job of facilit facilitating surveys and mm -hmm. online options to fill out um, in reference to the parks that are nearest you mm -hmm. or the parks that you're utilizing. When you go to these master planning meetings, inevitably you're going to go there and, you know, it's a lot of people um, who are probably towards the tail end of their, their working careers yep. or well into that, that end, that end of the, the spectrum. And, um, and so it's just really important for, you know, you know I, I would, I'll say w whatever you're advocating for, to, to be involved and to be engaged yeah. because if you're not doing it, you can't expect other people to be there doing right. it. So, um, what, yeah. so that makes me think that maybe you're getting a little pushback from some members of the community. Th yep. There's, there's some of the things that we hear, um, you know, we've heard everything from it's too loud. 
It's vandalism. It's there's increased traffic. There's you kids you know, get off my yard. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's all those there's all those things that we end up ha- end up hearing and dealing with. Sure. Um, and and you know it's 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 tough because when you look at it, I'm a dad of a six and an eight year old. Yep. And you know when I hear people talk about vandalism and you know uh, uh, theft and all those other things, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm sitting here looking at like okay, like if you've been like. Sure, there's gonna there's gonna be sure. situations if regardless of what it is. Sure. Um, but so we've seen a little bit of that, um, not too terribly much. But that's good. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, once people really start to understand what it is, yeah. Um, and and you drive you drive by or mm-hmm. you attend you, you stop by the 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 park and you look yep. at these kids' faces and the parents' faces, uh, it speaks for itself. And and so that's been really motivational that's for us great. to continue to proceed. So as far as us collecting information, um, we haven't been doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been routing everyone to the park board sure. um, to, to collect that information. Sure, makes sense. Um, it's really interesting. You know, we, we, we try to communicate this all the time that Facebook comments and Instagram comments don't help. No. They're great to see and sure. provide community support. Yep. But at the end of the day, you have to attend the meetings. Yep. You have to fill out the survey. Right. You have to let the park board know directly yeah. what you're advocating for. Mm-hmm. And that's what really moves the needle. Yeah. So in case you're just joining us, you're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got Devin Olson here in studio from Minneapolis Bike Parks. And we're talking about some bicycle infrastructure that they're working to get built, uh, first of all, in the city of Minneapolis uh, and hopefully beyond that. Um, you talked a little bit about the current pilot project being temporary. Yep. So how long before it has to come down or move someplace else? Do you know how long it'll be there? Uh, so we don't we don't know the answer to that. Um, like I said, it's a it's a tennis court in the yep. master plan, and so um, when funding becomes available for that segment or that portion of the master plan, mm-hmm. uh, is when you know is when that park sure. would, would would be moved. So yep. at this point, there's there's no there's no indicator saying mm-hmm. you know. In a year or two or three, right. it'll be it'll have to be moved. You've uh, you've talked about some of the other uh, master plans that you've been attending uh, community engagement uh, meetings about. Are there some that are looking like they're imminent, where you might see another bike park coming in yep. the city sometime soon? Yeah, thanks for asking that. It's um, so the north service area mm-hmm. um, that is so it's uh, uh, west of ninety four and north of three ninety four. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically North Minneapolis, yep. um, there are eight, s- seven or eight, um, all wheel parks slated for, um, that service area. Wow. And so, um, the first one is in, uh, is, is currently in design phase right now. Great. And that's at, that's at Perkins Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, in April, they had a community input, um, session, uh, and it was pretty fascinating to see what they had. Um, they had a fantastic, they had a pump track. They had a, like a little tot track for balance bikes and striders. Fun. Uh, and then they had a more uh, a natural surface trail that had some of the same types of features that mm-hmm. um, we've got at the at the park where, you know, it's 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 you're on a, you know, a natural surface over mm-hmm. a, over a, um, a bridge or over something else. Uh, maybe a little drop, maybe a little rock garden. Fun. Uh, but just a little bit of everything um, at that park in North Minneapolis. And so um, that's really, really exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in addition to that, in the east of the river, mm-hmm. so northeast and southeast Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. There are two parks slated for there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those park locations are uh, uh, Luxton and Excel. And then um, in southwest, that master plan project is happening right now. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, southwest <laughs> master plan, <laughs> Minneapolis Park Board. Um, and so the locations that we're looking at there are Martin Luther King Jr. Park, mm-hmm. uh, Lindale Farmstead, Pershing Park, uh, Armitage has a skate park, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know a lot of the bike park stuff and a lot of the skate park stuff. When you look at it um, across the U.S. and they global, look a lot globally, yep. they look a lot alike. Yep. And you know what? I bet there's a ton of people out there that have a kid that's into biking and a kid mm-hmm. that's into skating. Yep. Or if they're not, if it's not two siblings, it's a neighborhood. Right. It, you know, it's the neighborhood is kind of split between bikes and skating. Yep. So um, there's really a, a, a nice synergy between um, those two activities. Yeah. That, I mean, even the the uh, skate parks that we do have in the city, you see BMX bikes on those all the time. Yep. Yeah. So it's a natural. It's yep. a natural fit. Yep. What uh, so you talked about a couple of different types of structures, yep. you know, some natural materials and things like that. And you, I know you've got some largely wood-based structures on that pilot project. What kind of maintenance is involved with the with the infrastructure? Yep. So 
with with mountain biking in general, that's one of the first thing that comes up in any conversation. It's sure. the maintenance. Who's responsible for right. it? How much is it going to cost? When are we going to do? Are we yep. going to close it when it's wet? Mm-hmm. Um, all of those types of things need to be taken into consideration as we start to look at what these infra- what these what this infrastructure will look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with that being said, it's one of those, especially in the fall or the early spring mm-hmm. or on these rainy days that we've had. And you look across Facebook or Instagram and every single mountain bike trail within, you know, 20 minutes of the metro area closed. is closed. Yep. Um, and for a good reason. But if you start introducing pump tracks or asphalt based uh, facilities, mm-hmm. um, you have you have an outlet for um, for those evenings where or right. those, those times when, when those are those are closed out. So um, uh, going back to your original question about the maintenance element mm-hmm. of it, um, you know, a lot of it we look at we, whenever you you look at asphalt versus dirt, you're looking mm-hmm. at a little bit more um, more cost sure. um, up front. But from a maintenance perspective, it's far less. Mm-hmm. It's far, uh, and we've got far more um, opportunity to get the volume of traffic onto those types of things mm-hmm. um, when it looks like that. So um, there is there is a cost uh, or a, a maintenance element that's associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of jokingly, the only thing that we have to do at the tennis courts is mow the weeds. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's just it's you know that's that's really the only thing that we've had to really worry about right now. Yeah. Um, when it um, some of the surface is peeling up, um, I can mention that before. Yep. From, you know, from the the, the tenant just the use, um, yep. both bikes and tennis use, mm-hmm. uh, and so. Um, really under really you know making sure that we kind of keep that under control and, and get that swept up so it's sure. not sliding out from underneath kids tires or, yep. or that type of thing yeah but other than that um you know it's pretty limited mm-hmm. um you know i think it's like a lot of the other things making sure that obviously garbage and trash and sure. that type of stuff is picked up yep. but um when did you first put the uh the pilot project in at uh, nicomas yep uh right at the end of june okay um we had going back to the the girls bike adventures program that started in the early part of July. Mm-hmm. And so our goal was to have that in place then um, for that program to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. So it worked out really well. It got in a couple of weeks before the programming started and then we were able to roll right into it. That's great. So you've had almost three months now, yep. or two, two full months for sure yep. of experience. What are some of the things that you've learned based on the pilot project so far? Yep. Uh, pe- people love it. Like, like I'm, I'm a little biased, obviously, but um, when when we when we're up there or we go past it and we just ask people, mm-hmm. you know, how long have you been up here? Do you come up here often? Yeah, it's it's overwhelming. We we're up here multiple nights a week. Our you know our kids you know they don't spend forty five minutes doing anything, but we can come up here and they'll <laughs> spend an hour and a half going in circles. Wow! Uh, and so it's really positive. Um, you know, you see a lot of kids. One one of the big things that that was a driver for doing this is when my kids were learning how to ride a bike, mm-hmm. we had. A few different options. We had a narrow, four-foot-wide sidewalk. Yep. We had an alley. Yep. We had a busy uh, grocery store parking lot. That yep. If at the right time of the day you could go there, and there wasn't very many people there. Yep. Um, but there's just not that space for kids right. in Minneapolis to just push them out on right. a bike and let them ride. Yeah. Because you know you're not going to ride in a straight line the first time you ride a bike. No way. And so <laughs> if you have that space to get out there and go, mm-hmm. um, it just it really provides that that space and that opportunity mm-hmm. for kids to really just just take off and go with it yeah um the other thing is peer pressure it's an amazing thing <laughs> and when kids see other kids riding a two-wheel sure. bike and not oh, a i can do that or a training wheel yeah it's all of a sudden it is <laughs> dad mom like we need a, we need to pedal yeah and so that's been that's been really one of the really powerful things like you know you go past there and you see you know a family out there with a, a kid on a trike and another kid on training wheels or another kid you know just one of the parents pushing them along and, yep. and you know just having that space to just kind of learn how to ride and, and kind of do their thing so overwhelmingly it's been super positive uh, uh do you have a sense of what the what the most popular uh elements of the infrastructure are um i think it's probably like the the double roller yeah uh or the the snake feature mm-hmm. um it's just the, the snake feature it's only about three inches off the ground uh, Perfect. It's about three feet wide yeah uh, and so it and, and the other thing too that's really cool about these features is they're um, they're built of like two by four seed or uh, red cedar, mm-hmm. um, and so they have little there's little gaps between them. And so ideally, it's not you know for for a bike it's totally fine. Right. But the kids get that sensation of kind of that that, that bump, rattling, bump, bump, yeah, bump, 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 rattling that that they go. <laughs> and so um, you just see kids just 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 love it, and, and you know 
whether they're, whether they're going fast or they're going slow or they ride off the edge of one. Um, it's, it's just really exciting to see them react and, and play out there. That's, that's fantastic. And what kind of feedback have you seen from the Nokomis Parks uh, yep. uh, employees? What have they been telling you about how it gets used? Yep. So um, the thing that we hear from them is we haven't seen this much use in this tennis court in years. Wow. And so it's really reassuring to hear them say that mm-hmm. because it's not just our bias. It's not just our observation. Of right. Saying, oh, we went by and there were 40 mm-hmm. kids out there that we went by and there were 20. It's, it's you know, it's the park we're looking at this. And yeah. because there's a rec center there, there's a full time staff there. Mm-hmm. And so they have the ability to go out just like they do at the playgrounds, or the sure. basketball courts with a with a with a clicker and at certain times a day mm-hmm. you know during the year they go through and they click and they count how many people mm-hmm. are out there how many people are utilizing it and so it's just been really helpful to be in that location and yeah. and, and the, the response that we've got from the park board has been you know overwhelmingly positive um and yeah it's just it's been a great it's been a great add to the that's park great so as you go through to these uh you know, community planning meetings and so on. What are some of the stories that you're telling? I mean, what's your pitch yep. when you go to these these events? Yep. So um, it, it's kind of evolved and it will continue to evolve. The first time we went and I spoke up at a meeting, I said, you know, it'd be great to see a bike park here. And the, the, my, the follow-up question was, so you want a place to park your bike? You want a bike? You want a bike rack? I'm like, no. No, that's not you it. You want a nice ride dock? No, we don't. Th- those are all fantastic. Right. But that's not what we're looking for. Um, and you start to kind of talk to them a little bit about, you know, it's kind of like a skate park, but not mm-hmm. really. Um, it's geared towards kids of, of all ages. We're really able to use um, speed and skill level mm-hmm. to, to, to change and uh, um, just change how kids ride the sure. course. Yep. And so um, it, after that first meeting, it was really understanding, OK, I need to bring pictures with. Right. I need to have stories. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of thing that we're bringing. So the stories that we're bringing are, um, you know, if we want to reduce our carbon footprint, we need more people riding bikes. Mm-hmm. If we want to ease congestion within our city streets, we need more people riding bikes. Mm-hmm. If we want to fight childhood obesity, we need more kids being active. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those types of stories that really resonate with people. And, sure. and if we want safer streets, we need more. We, we just need more people riding bikes. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that we've observed, and um, I, I just I see it for myself. I don't have research to back this up. But when, when you bike in your community and people start to know who you are mm-hmm. and they see you from PTA and they see you from uh, community events that you're helping organize, yep. they start to put a name and a face and a family story with the person on the bike. Absolutely. And so um, as we're starting, as we're able to do that, um, it just, it really starts to build community mm-hmm. and it really starts to kind of um, focus on all those things, the multi-generational aspect of it um, that, uh, that, that the park board lar- likes to see mm-hmm. um, the, you know, there's initiatives to get more older people um, engaged in the park, mm-hmm. younger people, uh, minorities, uh, and just just really getting more people engaged in the parks. And uh, a bike biking is is a great way to do that. Um, I'm not against traditional sports by any any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I played them all through college, and I yep. continue to play them. Um, but they all require two, three, four, 15, 20 different people, 20 people right. to participate in the sure. event just to do it. Right all of equal or similar skill level. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start looking at bike infrastructure and these bike facilities, you can go you, do it by yourself. You can go do it by yourself. You yep. can go do it with three of your neighbors. You can Absolutely. go do it with kids from school mm-hmm. and you don't have to have all it's, it's, it's independent, yeah. but it's done in a group. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's just, it's, it's just really powerful to kind of see that. And so as we start to go in and, you know, this pilot project allows us to go into these meetings mm-hmm. and share these examples, share sure. these stories of, yep. you know, these, you know, these kids are starting to learn how to ride a bike earlier mm-hmm. and they're starting to, you know, gain an appreciation for, uh, riding their bike to the park rather yeah. than getting in their vehicle, mm-hmm. driving four blocks to the park, mm-hmm. getting out, you know, they're able to ride along the Creek and look at the ducks and watch turtles cross the trail and like all <laughs> those types of things that yeah. you oftentimes don't necessarily think you get opportunity to be exposed to in right. the city. Yeah, we do, uh, you know, certain parts of the city sure. is more accessible, but, um, yeah, it's just it's it's a really cool story to tell. That's great. I, I want to learn more too about the uh, girls' adventure program. Tell talk a little bit more about the kinds of things that you do with the kids. Yep. So um, uh, the the goal there was not to really kind of pigeon it into a mountain bike thing. Yeah. It was, and so that's why we kind of went the adventure route. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we were really focused on doing is um, uh, having something local. You know, something that if you're going to sign up for this thing, mm-hmm. you're gonna, there's going to be kids in your class that right. are participating. There's going to be kids down the street. Mm-hmm. There's going to be neighbors that are participating. Um, 
we really wanted to focus on riding um, in the sh in in traffic, mm -hmm. um, not not in traffic, right, but with but traffic sure. and around traffic. Yep. Um, we wanted to focus on um, some of the natural surface opportunities that exist. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, there's a few small ones around Lake the Lake Nokomis Regional Park area, um, but just really creating that opportunity to to give kids an appreciation for what exists at sure. Lebanon Hills and Theoworth yep. and mm -hmm. uh, Battle Creek and St. Paul. And so the focus was really, um, and, and so there's, there's nine total volunteers, mm -hmm. um, three of them, uh, two of them are men, are men and then the rest are women. And so the other thing was really to show these young girls that like these ladies can rip. Yeah. Like they, like they're sh practicing, you know, little wheelies, wheel ups, they're doing, you know, going down curbs or going downstairs, just seeing these people that look like them mm -hmm. participating in this activity that they've got an appreciation for—it's a for, huge motivator. It, it, it absolutely is. Yeah. It was—it was great. My daughter's in the in the program, and I, I was like, just she was like, Dad, I don't care. Look what these guys are doing. Like it was just—it was amazing. That's and great. So um, just watching her, you know, learn from mm -hmm. them, and then come home and start to talk to me, like, Oh, Dad. Uh, Jenny adjusted the barrels on my brakes and all they, they break, you know, so it's just, it's like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, this is good. She's this, getting the lingo. Yeah. She's getting the love for the bike. I yeah. Love it. Yeah, totally. And so the other, the other big thing was really, you know, making that connection with nature. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Lake Nokomis regional park, it's it just, it's, it's an, an amazing location. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the park board provided a naturalist, uh, to come out and talk wow. to us about, um, you know, pollinators and the monarchs that, um, you know, are ha that habitat and mm -hmm. habitat that they need to right. survive and the impact that they have on the food that we eat and the, uh, the nature That's around fantastic. us. fantastic. And so it's just, it's really cool to kind of see, you know, the opportunities that they're exposed mm -hmm. to. Um, I was really fascinated, just really amazed at the skill level that mm -hmm. these, these riders had when they, when they came. Um, the first week we kind of looked at age, bike size, sure. type of bike, you know, yep. do they have a coaster brake. That was another big thing that we, we didn't want to, pigeon it into mountain bike. We didn't right. want to say you need to have gears, a coaster brake and handbrake or right. handbrake and a freewheel. Yep. Um, we just really wanted to make it inviting for everyone mm -hmm. um, in between the ages of six and 10 mm -hmm. and, um, and just really make it, make it an opportunity for them. So that first week we went through and um, we kind of had made up some drills to kind of use, to kind of use as a barometer to kind of figure out where and how we'd kind of group these, these riders up. And they were just the energy level and the motivation and just the excitement that they saw when, you know, when they saw their friends doing it mm -hmm. and, you know, the, you know, some of them, some of them fell. Sure. I'll guarantee it. If my daughter fell a couple of times and if, if, if it would have just been her by and my, in me or my yep. wife, it, there would have been tears, <laughs> but she's there with friends and it's right back up yep. on the bike and going. And so, um, it was really cool. We broke, it was, we had 21 total riders. Um, wow. We advertised it. Well, I think we made one post on Facebook and we had, it was filled up within five hours. Oh my gosh. We had a, a, a wait list of 15 or 20, 20 kids beyond that. Um, and so it was, it was really good. It, it was, and like, that's literally like all the advertisement that we did for it. And um, we did a few posts before just saying it was coming. Sure. But um, it, 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 it was, it was really surprising to see how fast it filled up and the demand that was that's there. That's great. Um, one of the things that the, the biggest things that we hear are, Where's what's the program for my boy? Interesting. And um, I, we, I fully get it. Yeah. And if we, you know, as we move forward and as we kind of figure out like what does this look like next summer or yeah. next spring, um, we definitely want to keep that in mind. Um, the other thing we want to look at is going younger. Um, six was the cutoff. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a five-year-old, almost six-year-old who didn't make the cut. Yeah. And that I was not very popular on the house <laughs> for a few for a few weeks, but. Um, you know, because really, it's like when we look at soccer, when we look at t-ball, when mm -hmm. we look at um, gymnastics, when we look at all these other sports yep. that are that are critical, like like yeah, get your kids involved, right? Um, but not too much. Um, <laughs> they and, can ride their bikes there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so you know, it's it's there's a lot of families out there that that just they're like we're not into organized sports, yeah, right? Or we don't we don't want to organize sports, right? But if there's this thing, whether it's a, a meetup for three year olds on mm -hmm. Striders or yeah. whatever it may be. Um, it's those types of things that we, we, we want to look at and really understand, like, you know, how do we break this up? Um, sure. You know, we're so dependent on volunteers. So that's a that's another big thing mm -hmm. is that, um, you know, a lot of people are interested. A lot of people are excited about it. But when it comes down to actually 
delivering we, we it. We need we need you here. Yeah. For these six weeks. Yep. At this time. Yep. It becomes hard. There's Especially, a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of day jobs and. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that gets factored in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really need to do it, and you really need to kind of, um, just kind of see what's avail- what's out yeah. there and what's available. And we started with with the girls program because for one, uh, myself and Mike, the other guy that that I'm that we're is, I'm working closely with on the project, um, we've got. Uh, between the two of us, we've got four little girls. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the other thing, too, is just it's like with, you know, ev- every mountain bike magazine you look at, every website you look at, there's there's boys and there's guys yep. all over the place. Yep. And so for by creating this opportunity for these for these young girls to really get out there and to do the things that they want to do without having to worry about, you know, what these little boys are doing or saying. Right. You know, I, I've coached enough T-ball, co-ed T-ball to know that there's... <laughs> and you know, with nephews and yep. you know, boys are boys. Boys are boys. Yep. And um, and so I think this this opportunity to have a, a space for these young riders mm-hmm. to just be themselves and to just do the things that they want to do, uh, it's just been extremely powerful. That's and great. So, um, so you talked yeah. about you know sort of the need for volunteers and all the time that it takes to put this stuff together. Is there a roadmap that these that you see that these programs can be self-sustaining and kind of have their own support system to actually make them financially at least cost neutral for the park board. Yep. Um, I, we ha- I haven't got that deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, we know there's a demand for it. Yep. We know that um, the, the infrastructure, when we go back to maintenance, when mm-hmm. we look at a soccer field, a football field or a baseball field, there's an enormous amount of maintenance you bet that there goes is. into those things. Absolutely. You got to stripe it. You got to, you know, yep. there, there's just, there's a ton of maintenance that goes into it. Yeah. Um, and a little less so, I think with the bike park, at least the pilot that we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really going to be interesting to kind of see how that pans out. But um, we've got one more week of the girls bike adventures. And then after that, um, we're going to regroup with mm-hmm. the, the park board and really understand, you know, what worked well, what didn't work. And and how can we scale this across mm-hmm. the city? And yep. what are where are the where are the areas that we can you know we can draw mm-hmm. volunteers from, um, and and just how do we how do we how do we push this out? Nice. We've leveraged um, a, uh, a a program that's uh, Giant is one of the big sponsors yep. for it, and it's called Sprock Kids, mm-hmm. and it's got a like a curriculum and a uh, a lot of different like kind of skills and drills that, mm-hmm. that we can use, um, and so we've looked at that a little bit. Um, and so we just need to figure out the, the best way to proceed sure. forward. If, yep. if we've got um, opportunities that we can just kind of build on our own mm-hmm. or if we leverage something like that to, mm-hmm. to kind of move forward. You uh, Getting back to the bike park concept a little bit, you talked about all these parks that are kind of putting them on the roadmap in the very near future within yep. Minneapolis. And you mentioned Plymouth yep. has some infrastructure. Are there other communities within the Twin Cities that are starting to look at this? Yep. Um, I don't know how closely. Um, one of the things I always get whenever we post stuff about like progress that's being made, like, yep. oh, there's an event in St. Paul or in Minneapolis mm-hmm. that is going to be doing this. You know, yep. inevitably there's, you know, there's there's people. It's not just Minneapolis residents that are following. Right. What about St. Paul? It's what about St. Paul? What mm-hmm. about Roseville? What about yeah. Bloomington? What about all these other things? Mm-hmm. And um, this winter, I actually the city of St. Paul reached out to me um, asking basically, hey, can you come like just talk to our staff hmm. and tell us about what you're doing and how wow. you're doing it and, and why you're doing it and what the benefits are. And, um, and I did, and it was great. Um, and I think that's one of the great things about it, right? Like when we look at, you know, if, if you're a mountain biker and li- you live in Minnesota, mm-hmm. there's a, probably a really good chance you've either been to Cuyuna, yep. you've, you've heard of it. Yep. Um, or even further than that, you've heard of Bentonville, Arkansas, mm-hmm. or you've been to Bentonville, Arkansas. Right. Um, locally, if, if we can start getting this momentum going in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. I will guarantee that there is going to be neighboring communities yeah. that are going to say, oh, wow, look at this. Mm-hmm. Look at the programming opportunities. Look at the, the, the residents that you're serving. Yep. And it's really going to give us that kind of that springboard. Um, when I say us, just our community, Minnesota, yeah. the upper Midwest, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. To really plow, to really plow forward, and, and really make this happen. Yeah, I mean, you certainly see that spillover. You know, now that Theodore Worth has some dedicated uh, cycling areas and even cyclocross yep. uh, type environments, now you're starting to see Battle Creek finally getting excited yep. about cyclocross as a as a discipline. And tonight, there's there's cyclocross racing at Battle Creek. Yeah, you know, and so it's kind of one of those things where if you, you know, almost if you build it, they will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool. I, I mentioned it earlier. Um, uh, my brother, younger brother, provides a lot of motivation for me. Yeah, uh, he lives down in La Crosse, and, mm-hmm. and they've got a dirt pump track uh, up in I think it's called it's Granddad Bluff. It's a hmm. it's 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 an absolutely beautiful uh, space. But 
Uh, just last summer, they built an uh, asphalt pump track hmm. in Luth Park down in La Crosse. And um, it's it's just so cool to be able to start at a bike shop, yep. ride to the asphalt pump track, ride through on the edge of town on a protected bike lane, hmm. through across the edge of a golf course, up the bluff, down uh, over to a pump track, and then down uh, some uh, some just phenomenal trails that were built by uh, some professional organizations. Wow. And then... And then coast basically all the way back to town to your, on, a, on asphalt, start. Wow. Uh, asphalt road. So um, it's just really cool to kind of see that and to kind of see the communities that are just how they're piecing it together mm-hmm. and, and how the, the, the puzzle pieces kind of fit together yep. and how you can connect or make that, um, uh, you know, build on the existing yeah. infrastructure that we have um, to create those opportunities within the city. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that you feel like, you know, as you look to the future, what yeah. are some of the things that the organization or even this, this vision need to thrive and grow? Yeah. Um, I, so I think the biggest thing is going to, pr- is going to ultimately end up being progress. Um, you know, we're going to need to start to see, uh, full on purpose built mm-hmm. uh, infrastructure out there. Um, and I think that's going to start happening as we start getting these things approved in master plans. Um, that, I think that's the biggest thing as we start to look, you know, going into the 2020, mm-hmm. um, and beyond it's, it's, if we've got these things in a master plan, it's far easier to start working with, you know, the powers that be who have the wallets that have the right. books to say, Hey, we're doing this thing. This is how it's going to benefit the community. Mm-hmm. This is what's in it for you. We need X amount of dollars, you know, and, and I don't know how that's going to p- plan out. Um, I know there's park, the park board has funding, but I, I don't know. I think a lot of it's probably going to come from a combination of park board and mm-hmm. private funding. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know exactly what that looks like. Sure. But, um, um, bike parks, like like uh, as you start to see a, a lot of communities around the around the country um, start to embrace them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're just gonna we're just gonna continue to see more and more of them. And so once we get the ma- once we get them in the master plan, you know, I think we want to try to figure out as an organization what do we want to look like, mm-hmm. how do we need to proceed. Um, it's been all about advocacy and community engagement at this mm-hmm. point. At some point, it's going to shift to, you know, uh, fundraising mm-hmm. and program implementation. Yeah, I think I think is is kind of like where the logical next step is going to be. So for for people who want to get involved today, how do yeah. they do that first of all, and what are the things you need from people right yeah. now? Yeah, um, I th- so the the best way to get involved is to to reach out is to, to check our, our, our website out. It's uh, mini, uh, mplsbikeparks.org. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're also on Facebook and Instagram at uh, mplsbikeparks. And um, I, don't, I don't know. I, th- I think the, some of the biggest things that we see out there are, you know, there's, there's grant opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so we, just, we need to figure out how to navigate and how to operationalize mm-hmm. this type of stuff. Um, I'm completely new to this. I've never done any advocacy group, any advocacy work like this myself to, to start with. And so it's just been, it's been a huge learning curve. And, um, you know, I I think we just need to understand what we need to do and who needs to be involved. (laughs) And I think that's, that's the biggest thing for us is to just kind of, uh, organize around, around that. Well, you deserve a ton of credit for taking this on all by yourselves. I mean, it's just a small group of you and you really seem like you're getting the word out and getting some traction, you know, in places where it would feel like a big bureaucracy standing in the way of that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's great. And I think, you know, going back to like what I was saying earlier, it, it just being involved in this space, you really start to realize like all the things that speaking for myself here, no one else in the organization, but like how, how much like how much you take for granted mm-hmm. when you know that there are, you know, that, that there's Theo worth, you know, on the other side of the city and right. there's, you know, there's things that happen throughout the city. Um, it, it's just, it's just, it's fascinating. It's yeah. amazing to kind of see all the work that goes into making, making it what it is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't come, you know, obviously we need dollars and we need money, but it's a bunch of passionate, really passionate individuals collectively that make it just, that make it all tick. And it's just, it's amazing to see. Fantastic. Well, Devin, this has been a fantastic conversation. I'm really excited you were able to come into the studio today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. This has been Blast Beats and Bicycles here at 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to be back next week. We've got a special two-hour tribute to Iron Maiden because they're going to be in town that night. Thanks again, Devin. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. Bicycle, bicycle.